Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. First episode of 2018 and the first ever episode recorded in the Kill House. The Kill House. We are here. We are plugged in. Uh, DJ, why don't you tell us, what? first of all, what, what the hell is the Kill House? Uh, first of all, happy New Year! Happy New guys. Year! New Year, new us. You as well. Uh, yeah, Feliz Nuevo Año. <laughs> uh, coming live from from Neptune Beach. Um, where do you want to start? I mean, the Kill House has been kind of a running joke f- with us. I think since uh, since the Tiger ESPN story came out and talked about him firing live ammunition with the seals and inside the Kill House and doing all that stuff. Um, I think since then, we've probably been on the lookout for a kill house, an NLU kill house. Uh, and with Solly moving out of the parents' basement, uh, looking to get on his own two feet, you know, find his own place, uh, just, you know, kind of pieces fell into place here in beautiful Neptune Beach. Uh, my wife, coast. Justine, my wife and I were like literally riding our bikes, cruising past and uh, did like a classic movie double take on this place when we were going by. Saw a for rent sign, and yeah, a couple weeks later, here we are. We're not going to pass out the address just yet. But <laughs> no, is, not, you'll hear halfway the halfway between. There's only like 14 the houses Pihalski in Neptune Beach. Address and the Carter address, so <laughs> we've got a little bit of a buffer so that we don't. That's right. Completely. Kind of a designated survivor situation. Yeah, annihilate our wives with, with yeah. hashtag content. Yeah. It's a nice commute for you guys. People were confused whether or not we're all living together, which we're clarifying. Yeah, we've gotten that question a couple of times. <laughs> like people ask me, "Did you like? Did you move in with Sally?" I'm like, "No, I'm like married. Like, have like a whole other life." Yeah, yeah Tron, like, his wife, and his one year old have moved into the kill dogs, house with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, two dogs. The Branch Davidian couple. I'm a little bit worried though. That this is not zoned for commercial purposes and oh, wow, that's or true. military purposes. But we are calling, so the downstairs is the office and the kill house. We don't have that much commercial activity, luckily, so that's good. The upstairs is going to be called the bro's nest. <laughs> that's where, or the residence. Or the residence. That's, yeah. that's where I'll be living. But uh, we have a lot of work to do in here. We have a lot of decorating to do. Um, and shout out to Big Randy. Hopefully he's, he yes. joins us in uh, April or May. Yeah, he's got a tough basketball season he's got to get yeah. through. Yeah, They're undefeated still. Huge. So, shout out. Uh, can people go support Big Randy's team? In, yeah, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, to, Ohio. What's the high school? Upper Arlington. Upper Arlington freshman team. Jack yeah. Nicholas's alma mater. Yeah, yeah. If you're in the Columbus area, go give uh, go give Randy a shout. They're but, the Golden Bears, right? That's right. Yeah, but uh, we need we need some help in the Kill House with decorations. So if there's people out there that have, if you have any artistic abilities or any any desire to have your stuff featured in the Kill House, shoot us an email or DM or something because we, we, we need some, we need some yeah, action here. We've got, you know, it's coming got some stuff. And it will be featured. <laughs> we got the yes, chi- it will be heavily featured. We got the chief in poster that we found at the Salvation Army. Shout out Dennis Paulson. Shout out to Dennis Paulson, the chief. We've got uh, Lee Wybranski up on the wall here. We got here. a lot of Lee Wybranski. Shout out to Lee Wybranski. Um, you can order those posters right now on <laughs> nolingup.com slash shop. Get involved. I think that's it. All right, that's we have about it. We, we got a, yeah, we got a couple caddy bibs, uh, you know, some posters, a ballpark s- blueprints, a stolen bag drop sign, <laughs> a motivational poster, uh, and a and a picture of the Kennedy Space Kennedy Center, Space Center <laughs> of a rocket launching. It gets me absolutely amped every time I see it. Tron, why don't you tell us about the other big news that dropped this week? Um, yeah, Sergio's going with Callaway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I quit my quit my uh, hashtag day job this week. Unshackled. Yeah, unshackled, un, un unleashed. You quit your day job, but you did not quit your daydream. So here we are. Correct. I'm committing to the daydream. <laughs> so yeah, I got uh, another week and a half to go as far as my two weeks, and then from there I'm I'm kind of home free and uh, ready to just just ramp it up. Grinding out in the kill house. So what does that what does that mean? What what's that mean when you guys make the change? Sally, you've kind of done it here. Tron, you're on your way. Hashtag content. More content. More content. Written, uh, video with the help of DJ. More podcasts. Hopefully the trap draw. Hopefully more than three trap draws this year. <laughs> 
2017 was a tough year for everyone, though. It was. You know? You know? How many trap draws were there in 2017? I think there's six total. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> there might have been three, maybe four in 2017. But they were good. They were quality. Really good it's like the Golfer's yeah. Journal. It's totally. like a quarterly, yeah. quarterly. It's a quarterly podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's more of an art house <laughs> podcast. All right. I think that's enough on us. I want to start. We're going to start. We're going to make some predictions for 2018. Um, and then we are going to, we had a lot of questions. We're going to get into, I know there's a lot of questions about, about our operations, everything that we've got going on. So we're going to address a lot of those in, uh, in kind of this preview episode for the year, but we're going to talk a little bit of golf first. Um, usually I do it like a December mailbag and predict all four major winners for the year. I've only ever gotten one right ever. Um, <laughs> I'll take that one though. It was DJ at the at the U.S. Open. Uh, but I want to let's. We're in all three of us. That's are the pick. only time either of us have ever gotten yeah. one right. Never. It's it's harder than than you might think. Uh, we're gonna each predict, predict uh, the major winners in 2018. So DJ first. Who's your Masters champion? Uh, it's not very creative, and I I don't think I would enjoy watching it all that much. But I my guy's Justin Rose. Ooh. I mean, he's on, you know, he's on a roll. You know, he's going to be in the top ten. You know, and from there, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a crapshoot. It's kind of a numbers game. You know, give me, give me someone who's going to be up there, and uh, we'll see. I mean, I, th- I think he, I, I unfortunately kind of think he might be prime for a big year. He's not the most exciting guy to watch. I don't think it's no offense to him. He's you know, been very nice to me personally like a number of times he's great he's a great guy at the bmw you know? he yeah. was awesome i just i he just doesn't really get me all that excited um but I, you know maybe conversations with people have said people in the know they're like yeah justin rose he does everything possible to be number one in the world yeah like he he plays often plays around the world Gets up for big events, gets up for WGCs. Totally. Like, you know. He had a huge fall. Exactly. He had an absurd yeah. Just fall. Just stacking. Yeah. So. Okay, I'll take that. That's okay, right? Tron? I'm going to go with Mark Leishman. Ooh. Oh, who didn't see that coming? I thought about that. It's time. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. going to win one in 2018. Yeah. I think if he wins I pe- one. for another it's, one. It, Spoiler alert. It's either that or Shinny. So. Okay. Um, I've said this in the past. I'm sticking with it. I'm going to pick him for the next 20 years. <laughs> I'm taking speed. <laughs> He's, yeah, I mean, he's going to win like that. five of them, so I'm, I'm bound to get one of those right. So, uh, All right, U.S. Open, Chinnacock. Do I start for all of them? Sure. <laughs> no, let's go Tron first. All right. Um, These guys were very well prepared for this. <laughs> Patrick Cantlay. Whoa! Whoa! All right. I love that. You heard it here first. I might have to change my PGA pick now. Um, whoa. You weren't prepared for that? No, I mean, it, yeah, it makes sense. I'll give you a breather. No, no, um, no, I had, this is the one I had pecked at, this okay. Mark Leishman. That's, okay. You know, it, I'm, I'm glad to hear that we're on kind of a similar wavelength there. I, I mean, probably all the same reasons you'd expect. All right. Um, I'm going JT. I should have picked him to win one last year. I yeah. didn't. Uh, just didn't think he was there. I think he's totally there now, and I think he's going to win the US Open. I also want to take this opportunity to um, kind of lobby the USGA to give ZB a special exemption into the U.S. Open if he doesn't make it on his own merit to uh, Shinnecock, I think. Golden Age guy. On what grounds? Just because, you know, I think he deserves it. Okay. <laughs> I think I mean, it'd be good. If we're on the topic of exemptions here, I can't let this pass without taking the oh, opportunity please. to... It is, uh, it's Thursday night, the week before the Sony Open, and ZB and Tad Fujikawa are not yet in the field, which I think is an absolute... Travis, responsible for two of the greatest moments in tournament history. The two greatest moments. <laughs> ZB's. Oh my God, that's so. Or what was it? Oh, that's, oh, that's so, so good. So good. <laughs> and then Fujikawa fist pump in the made cut. I mean, name a guy who's done more other than maybe what is it, Jumbo Ozaki or uh, Sayoki. Yeah, Sayoki, uh, who's done more for that tournament than Tad Fujikawa. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all in. If they don't get a spot in the field, then there's something something fishy going on. Something stinks. British Open. I'll start. start. Uh, I feel like I'm following, just falling in line now. But I had Mark Leishman pegged to win the Whoa, British Open. Whoa, really? Yeah, I really oh, did. Yes, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I think he's he almost won at St Andrews. Um, I don't know. It was between him and Spieth. I didn't want to take Spieth to win two majors, just for mathematical purposes. But that's it. Uh, I'll go next. I'm taking Jordan Spieth uh, for, again, all the reasons that, you know, make sense. Hard golf course, you know, take one of the thoroughbreds. I'm going to go Tomas Peters. Really? Yes. Why? On what grounds? He's a 
he's a thoroughbred man <laughs> he just he, yeah i think he gets a little bit nervous in the big moments he's got enough experience now um he's gonna start bucking his head pga championship bell reeve I, I will i know nothing about this golf course not one single thing uh it's part of the jones family legacy it is yeah i think i thought it was like way old i think a rest had a restoration right oh god I thought it was a Robert Trent Jones. I could be wrong. Prepared. We came in prepared. Yeah. Uh, we've been hanging. We've been hanging shit on the wall. We were. We were not researching golf today. Our producers are letting us down. That's that's accurate. Uh, I'm gonna say Brooks. Okay. I think you know. I if it falls in line with kind of the the rest of the PGA golf courses, which I, I feel like it kind of does. It's gonna be big and brawny and you know a little bit soulless and kind of i don't know just it's a, it's a is that a metaphor Trent it's robert Trent jones is that metaphor no I, I realized as i said that that it sounded like i was knocking brooks that's not what i was trying to do i just that seems to be the kind of courses he excels at it's just kind of big and you know i'm gonna go a three-way split you three people are gonna share the trophy three people are gonna share the trophy okay the greatest player of all time dj okay um the mcrib because he's got, he's gonna win one this year. Like I think I think McRib is. You're, you're going down from your predicting him to win three last year down to one. It was a close call. Yeah. Well, one <laughs> one third of one. <laughs> and then uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, we haven't talked Tommy Fleetwood yet. Okay. Uh, John, I already want to change. Can I change my pick? I want to change my pick. I'm Go for take it. McRib. It's also. McRib. Yeah. All right. I, is that who you're taking too? I'm taking Rom. Rom. John Rom. Man, Ooh. I forgot about Rom too. There's too yeah. many good players. Many it's good amazing. Players. Yeah. Rom's the fourth ranked player in the world. Which is not overrated in the slightest. Shout out to the Fonz. <laughs> um, all right. I think that covers our only prepared topic at all. We weren't even that prepared for that at all. So uh, are no, we ready for mailbag? Guys, I'm, I'm just looking at the... Can you name for me... What, what do you think Utah Ikeda is ranked? He, does he play a lot on the European tour? Because that means he's ranked probably pretty high. Uh, I'm trying not to look at your screen. One... No, he's like 52nd. Come on. Better. Higher than that? Shut up. 30, 31st. 35. Oh, my God. What? Something needs to be done about these rankings. So it's, it's, uh, it's a travesty. He is, he is 35. Peters is 36. Mickelson's 37. Cantlay's 38. I mean, that's crazy. All right, real quick. We're going to do an exercise here. We, are, we have the, uh, the Century Tournament of Champions here on TV. Some surprising <laughs> names in the field to me, honestly. Uh, I'm going to say a person's name, and you're going to have to tell me how they got into this event, okay? God. Actually, I'm, just gonna, I'm, just look, I'm not looking at the field list. I'm looking at the pre prior year winners. So Some people, these people might be skipping, but Chris Stroud, how did he get into the oh, Tournament of Champions? Just hard work, man. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just the Sponsors exemption. Just, just grit, yeah. Uh, Chris Stroud won. He won like the... Oh, my God. He won like, Sanderson Farms? Oh, that sounds good. Barracuda. Okay. All right. Oh, the Reno. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Stack Billy Horschel. Oh, I no, I knew this one. I, I we talked about this one. <laughs> Sorry, this one's all you, Tron. I did not. I didn't get it. Close. Byron Nelson. Okay. Um, Jonas Blixt. Jonas oh, won with, the uh, New Cam. Orleans. Yeah. With Cam. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Any, you have anything you want to say to Jonas Blixt? Uh, oh yeah, I mean, somebody asked if if anybody was on the verge of getting a fatwa placed on them, <laughs> and I'm gonna just give a shout out to. Couple guys in the fantasy league who haven't haven't paid their dues. I won the regular season and the uh, and the playoffs, and four weeks of high scores as well. Jonas and Sam, pay up. The guy that talks about his fantasy team. That was uh, John. That was memes eighty one that sent that question in. Oh, love um, Okay, uh, Russell Henley. He won. Did he win Honda? God, he wins big tournaments. He wins like kind of like girthy regular tour events. No, Ricky won Honda, right? He won. This is so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> I'm, he, guys, I'm starting to think. He won Houston. I'm just doing this so we can move on. I'm starting to think there might be too many tournaments. There might be. But yeah, seeing Ryan Armour and Brendan Steele and all Ryan that. Armour won. Sorry. Ryan Armour won Sanderson Farms. I know that okay. yeah. for a fact. All right. Because I, wa I watched a lot of that event. I watched the Silly Season, man. Oh. 
A new year means new gear for some PGA Tour pros, and Callaway Golf is absolutely cleaning house with their new signings for 2018, announcing they have signed Masters champ Sergio Garcia, Rookie of the Year Xander Schauffele, and the Players champ Siwoo Kim, among others. Not listed there. No laying up. I'm not taking that too personally. That's fine. Visit CallawayGolf.com slash 2018 signings for some of Callaway Media Productions' amazing content. This includes a behind-the-scenes video of Sergio's clubs being made. I promise that's worth your time. And that incredible Sergio flipbook that everyone is talking about. Uh, There's photo galleries, player stats, podcasts, so make sure you spend a few minutes in there. Again, it's well worth your time. That's CallawayGolf.com slash 2018 signings. For now, let's get back to the podcast. Let's get in All some right, questions. Well, that, was humi- <laughs> that actually <laughs> lends a lot of credence to our out. major predictions right yeah. there. <laughs> uh, Nelson Hunstad wants to know, more likely, Bubba winning a major or club pro guy making a comeback to grab his Mexican tour card? If I, there's one thing we learn, you can never count the club pro guy Yeah, out. I think that's fair, but I think the Mexican, you know, it's similar to the PJ Tour in that it's really easy for these guys to keep their card, but once you lose it, it's hard to get it back. You know, you got to fight through kind of... That Mexican Q school, you got to fight through. Kind of, I've got to navigate all the politics of that whole situation. Maybe more get of a sponsor exemption. More it's of a hard. philosophical question. Yeah, does the Mexican tour exist anymore? <laughs> Did it ever? I'm sure there was a Mexican tour. I'm at sure one there time, was. But... I don't know if there's Mexican mini tours though. I think that's the joke. I'm sure there there had to be. I mean, I don't think it's called the Mexican <laughs> mini tour. Or whatever. He calls. Yeah, I don't know what it would be called. It seems like we're wading into. Treacherous waters here. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to the uh, the Narcos tour though this year, the PGA Tour Latino America, making some big stops. Yeah, they're having. There's a new event in Tijuana this year. Oh, I think it's going to be the Mexican Open. We should um, go to that. I'm I'm 100% planning on going. <laughs> when is it? Uh, I think it's going to be in March, T- March or April. TK was saying it's kind of between like Guatemala and. Honduras or Guatemala. And I'm not that familiar with Colombia. the schedule. Yeah. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't that's even think traditional, traditionally that's where just, it is. Just guys, the, it's 2018. Just the date would they be haven't good. released the 2018 schedule yet. <laughs> that's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, Philip Johnson wants to know what is NLU's biggest concern about having Tron representing the brand in a bigger role, and what provisions will be made to limit his shenanigans. <laughs> it's more of a question for you guys. <laughs> I think on my end, it's just uh, trying to limit handouts it's trying to limit like too many handouts where they're coming from and just kind of you know sullying the brand by just getting in bed with everybody I'm not crooked <laughs> your handouts are on how many equipment He's changes taking handouts it, from everyone how many equipment changes that's the other thing is year? yeah we're like worried about him kind of bankrupting the callaway truck with too many equipment changes <laughs> i need johnny johnny shout out johnny thompson he said he was going to get me dialed in once and for all. So <laughs> We're going to have like six sets of Tron's old irons on display here in the kill house. Based on the Wesley Bryan video, we might need the Callaway to come out with a Tron grind wedge. <laughs> Tron grind. I got that PM grind coming. Though, the one that looks like a, like the, the, uh, looks like the alien the wedge. Crazy wedge, yeah. Um, all right, Ben. What do you think? What's your biggest, what's your biggest concern? Um, I think we just got to like find like busy tasks for him to do to keep him like away from Twitter. Like, well, the problem is I get so I think me stepping away from my from my hotel revenue management job is I get off conference calls. I'm leading conference calls all day, and I get off conference calls, and I'm just like just want to throw something against the wall. So I just let <laughs> off like this crazy, you know, I'll let off a tweet that's just incendiary just to let off some steam. So th- there's no more of those conference it's just calls. Unchecked aggression. Uh, it's also the year of rejoicing. Oh, yeah, what does that mean? That. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Feeling it out as I go. Just like um, fuzzier Tron, but the takes will still be spicy. Fuzzier. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm not going to take as many unnecessary shots. It's so going to be more like targeted drone sh- shots. <laughs> Try, I'm going to try to limit the civilian casualties. It's kind of like an, it's like an optimistic year of accountability, kind of. Yeah, I mean, 2016 was the year of accountability, and then 2017 turned into the year of accountability, too. So. <laughs> All right, well, that's good. We're due for the year of rejoicing. Yeah. Uh, ben Bryant, top three to five non-major events on tour, taking into Ooh. account how it's run, course, prestige, overall vibe from players. Wait, DJ, it was top, it was top three non-major? To five. Non-majors. Okay. And I think we can throw out the WGCs because they don't count. They're, they wouldn't be in that. What we can <laughs> DJ, you've been around the block a lot more than we have as far as being in person at tournaments um, and kind of 
seeing how they're run and whatnot. So the What's first one there? that springs to mind is one that I've actually never been to, which is a travesty, but the travelers, I, was, I think is the one that yeah. like, man, I, I was so jacked up watching that this year. And it's just, I can think back and like name more moments from that tournament over the last couple of years than, you know, I have many of the other ones. Shout when, out Ken Duke. When, yeah. Ken Duke <laughs> won Bubba berated Ted, Ted for the first time <laughs> or first time that that lived publicly. on, that Ke- lived on YouTube for like a year. Kevin and... Streelman birdie in the last seven. Yeah, that was that's strong. right. Speed, obviously Spurek to shot, a lesser extent. Spieth shot like got to win. 52. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, you, while yeah. I was hung over in my, I slept in my car the night before. <laughs> so did that he. was at the insurance summit, wasn't it? Uh, that was the year before the the uh, big insurance summit. Barstool Tron yeah. got involved. Yeah, I've been the last two years, so um, that's like a really trendy tournament right now. Like Rory's going hot, back, I think this year. Right so Rory, hot right yeah, now. so hot right now. But that that that's a perfect example of the, the how great the new rule is, where guys have to yeah. add a tournament. And like Rory totally had to add a tournament. He went to the Travelers, had never been, loved it, and now he's going back. Like he was kind of blown away by that. Like that's perfect. Perfect example of why that rule is fantastic. Other so. than other than that, I mean, it's it's not a surprise, but I think the players is up there. I mean, it's that's one that you know, and I I know God, maybe the DJ just throwing shade at the tour. No, right maybe not, this. I was gonna say non majors. Maybe, maybe this. Oh no, <laughs> the tour to their credit never they're never saying fifth majors. Everybody else anymore. That, no, it's everybody else that puts that on them. They never try to do that. Um, I don't know. Maybe this carries more credence now that I don't work at the tour. But I mean, that was one of the, it was one of the things that I think before I started at the tour, I was like never really interested in the players, and always thought it was kind of, kind of plastic and kind of, you know, contrived a little bit and stuff. But once I started going to it, you know, moved here and started going to it every year. I mean, it's awesome. Like, I'm I'm so pumped again for it this year, and they've done such a cool job. Like that's that's one of the few events, to be totally honest, that. I think if you had never been to a golf tournament and you went to that one, I think that's one of the ones you would enjoy the most. Yeah. It's just it's built for a it's tournament. It's built for it. They do such a good job with like all the kind of fan zones and food options and all that kind of stuff. Muffins can, and I came down here to visit. That's you. literally why you moved here. Yeah, I don't know if you ever told that story, but like yeah. I mean, it's 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 you kind of I grew up going to the Memorial, so I was always spoiled by a tournament that had great sight lines, but yeah. like TPC Stadium is built for a tournament so everyone can see it. You never feel congested. You never feel like you're fighting for a view. If you want to see something, you can see it almost at, at any occasion. So, uh, But, yeah, it, no surprise, I'm going to nominate the Memorial. I mean, it's yeah. it's always been one of the best tournaments. So and, like, players absolutely love it. It's a smaller field. Uh, the players have always been treated – one of the, at, they essentially get treated like royalty, and kind of that tournament was a ringleader in – changing the culture a bit on tour as to how tournaments were run and how players were treated, how caddies were treated, courtesy cars and things like that. They were a huge leader in that. So players are always quick to nominate that one and the field represents that one. I think the the other one I would say, which I had never been to until this year, but the Heritage was awesome. I know you've yeah. been to it more times than I have and Best. you can probably speak to it more, but it's just, it's like everybody's just, Got it dialed back a couple notches. <laughs> yeah, it's a good frequency. It's, it's really, really, really chill. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of a throwback course on tour, and everybody, uh, you know, it always gets a pretty pretty solid field. The uh, RBC Mafia comes out in full support. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, my, my, my are going to be Heritage, Travelers. Um, I'm a big fan of the Valspar. Yeah. I think like it's the rest of Tampa just tough, sucks so it's a hard. Tough spot on the yeah. schedule, uh, especially with the the WGC in Mexico now, and then the, the you know with the with going to Austin for the uh, match play, and it's like it's that really. One might, if it's talking of WGCs, that one might be up there. Mexico? No, the match play is so cool in at Austin Country. Hmm. Yeah, I want to get there. So. I want I want to get to the Mexico event. That was yeah. lit last that was year. Awesome. That was wild. That was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I think that one uh, Valspar is just a solid course and. You know, I mean that 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 like that tournament was almost. I think the first year or second year they had it was like right after nine eleven. Like it almost went away yeah. almost immediately, and then they've kind of slowly built it up and built it up. They use their exemptions well. That's another thing for me. If you use exemptions well, yeah, that's a good point. Like the John Deere, the Travelers, the Heritage, all those use their exemptions well. So, yeah, the Heritage is is a good example of. Um, I don't know. I don't want to trigger anybody in the room, but it kind of reminds me of Firestone a little bit in that when you watch it on TV, it just looks so boring and kind of characterless. And 
I think the heritage kind of has a little bit of that too. Like when you, a lot of the holes seem to run together when you watch them on TV and stuff, but when you're actually there watching guys hit shots and shape shots and think on the tee, that's kind of the opposite of Firestone. But, um, when you watch them, you know, just thinking about what club to hit, like how long did you, me and Randy sit on on the ninth tee, just watching guys like choose what club to hit. I mean, it's awesome. They're shaping it both ways. What did Charles Howell hit? Seven, seven irons. Seven irons. We didn't seven even realize iron. it. Yeah. And then he comes up to us after the round and apologizes. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Firestone. Like the players really seem to love Firestone, and it is like a really well-run event. Yeah. But I know we kind of threw out WGCs and whatnot. But BMW last year, again, I've not been to a ton of events, but oh, BMW, BMW awesome. was fantastic. So I mean, yeah. just such clean appearance of everything totally. like it's just it's in everything runs really smoothly can, it's run by the western golf association yeah, and you can tell the the courses that do a really good job or the I, what's the right to say it? the the tournaments that move to different sites and just bring the heat every time right is you know the best they gotta indi- be on it, it too. it's the best yeah. indicator of like the tournament organizers obviously yep. and bmw i mean i went to i went to it at conway farms twice i've been to it at Crooked Stick. I've been doing it at Cherry Hills, and every year, I mean, it's awesome. It's like they pick good courses. The presentation's always so good. With like, I, I think the white just looks so cool. Yeah. Maybe because it looks like a Euro Tour event, and it just feels different and kind of exotic. Can I, but can I vent a little bit? God, I would would love that. <laughs> Please. I think the PGA Tour needs to show the Midwest and the Upper Midwest in particular yeah. some love. Dude, um, you know, I agree. I mean, there's got to be reasons that they don't. Like, I think there's I don't a know. like there's a. I think they're trying to get back there, but like there's a web tour event in Sioux City this year. Um, there's a cha- there's a new Champions Tour event in Detroit, but like so pumped about that. Yeah, like so so allegedly, and this is all published material, I think. But um, like Big Cats tournament doesn't have a sponsor this year, like unless Quicken Quicken says they're not going to sponsor it unless. They move it to Detroit, which is where they're headquartered. Yeah, um, and Big Cat wants to leave it. It still doesn't have a, a host venue. It's not going to be a congressional. It still doesn't have a host venue. They don't have a course for this year. They don't have a course for this year. They don't have a sponsor or a course. And it's like, guys, just move the tournament to Detroit. People yeah. will come out and support it. It'd be sick. That would be hmm. awesome. It so, is weird. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the schedule like Minnesota, right now. Minnesota, Wisconsin. Really weird to look like, at. What's it say? The national. Like, it says the national, and so like each yeah. one has like. Travelers Championship, TBC River Highlands, Cromwell, Connecticut, and then like a little bullet and then purse. And then you go to the website. It just says the national with just the bullet point. It says like plan your visit, like, you know, plane tickets, accommodations. (laughs) (laughs) You click on them and you're like, you know, you're like, what? All right, what are we doing? Where are we flying? But like, think about it. I mean, Minnesota, Wisconsin, like when they had the Solheim Cup in Des Moines a couple years ago. That was was electric. You know, those people love golf up there. It may be a short season, but like... I mean, Canada is kind of the same thing. Pacific Northwest, too. There's no tournaments up there. You can have one up there in July. Like in Michigan. Yeah, that's plenty of time to grow in, of course. I mean, that that, uh, Warwick Hills event, the Buick... I don't know, one of the nine Buick tournaments. <laughs> <For real>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Big Cat always used to play in that, yeah. and that got, that got oh, pretty lit. You it was know? so cool. Get Buick back in the game. Did Bob Seger play in the Pro-Am <laughs> and stuff? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, there's got to be a reason that it doesn't happen. Like, I don't think it's just, you know, it's not think, just like a blind spot. They haven't forgotten they about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I think Big Cat wants to, like, he's married to D.C. because he wants to honor the military. Yeah. And it's like, Thank hey, you for man, your service. Yeah, You can honor the military... In, in Michigan, too. It's military everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. kill houses everywhere, There's too. kill houses everywhere, man. It, totally. Um, I don't know. God, I hope... I didn't realize that about Quicken. That's that's a good kind of... That's a good beacon of hope. Because I know they were trying to push that... Remember when they wanted to do the, the Ricky and Rory exhibition? Yeah, they got canceled. That, that, I think that was going to be in Detroit. Like, they're... It's it's no lack of trying. Like, they're, they're trying to get it there. It's just... I mean, these... You know, whatever we've all seen, how these things work. I mean, they're big ass operations, and there's a lot that goes into it. So I don't know. Hopefully, they're. By the way, I I looked moving. up if there's like a, I just googled Mexican mini tour golf. <laughs> <laughs> the the first seven six of the first seven hits on Google are club pro guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a there's one there's one hit that says PGA to Mexico, and then there's a big picture of. The shrimp on the front really? page of that. Yeah, <laughs> I should. Are put... we going to see the shrimp on uh, the web tour next year? We are. Yeah, I guess. He have, you, have you explained the shrimp? I know this is kind of a 
it's something that you you definitely talk about on Twitter a lot. I don't it's know. Kind of a passion. I would love to yeah. bring it to the masses and get people following See, the story. Shrimp. The, the scrimp. Um, yeah. So TK Kelly on the PGA Tour Latino America tipped me off this past year, and I I, I wanted to go down to an event. I couldn't make it happen, but um, the shrimp, aka Jose de Jesus Rodriguez, um, aka El Camarón, which is shrimp <laughs> in Spanish, is a um, uh, he's kind of a mini tour legend down there, but I guess he got deported from the States when he was, uh, in his teenage years or, you know, just out, just out of high school. And, uh, and he ended up getting deported, <clears throat> ends up coming back, uh, or sorry, ends up playing the web tour. He, he was, he won Los Cinco last year by like, I don't know, $50,000, which is like twice as much as the next guy made. It's like what Ted Potter used to do, the Hooters. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, but I guess he, he's qualified a couple times, but he hasn't been able to come back because he hasn't legally been allowed to come back into the country. Uh, Extreme vetting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, allegedly they got everything worked out, and he's, he's graduating to the web tour this year beyond just the web tour, you know, Latin American stops. Man. So I'm pumped. What a saga. I'm pumped. All right. El Scrimp. All right. Scott McLean, when are the saucies coming? Sorry, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think well, the saucies are canceled. Uh, the saucies are not no Christmas longer is canceled. Yeah, Christmas is canceled this year. Uh, it's kind of it's, it's 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 a gray area, I guess you could say. Look, we'd love to do it, but my boss. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even think it's gray. It's not that gray. Yeah, it's not gray. Uh, basically, it would be accumulating a bunch of videos that we don't necessarily have the rights to into one place, which is not the best look from what I gather. <laughs> The spirit of the law says we have the rights, but the, <laughs> the letter of the law. It's more about the letter of the yeah. law. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's why there's no saucies. There's, there's apparently actually people paying attention now, so uh, we can't necessarily just throw a bunch of clips into one post. So, Speaking rest of in peace, saucies. Uh, we got the TV on behind. Brian Harmon is sponsored by an actual company that's just called Megacorp. <laughs> Which seems like it looks like like an EA Sports character that's <laughs> yeah. just starting out. Like that's the, the first sponsor you get. It's a Mega good Corp. illustration of late stage capital. People have been tagging me lately Mega on Twitter. Corp. There's a there's a cryptocurrency called Tron. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, Weeby's been tagging me in that all the time. He's like, Yo, Tron's up like two thousand percent. There's last that uh, conglomerate that owns all the newspapers called Tronk. Also, <laughs> maybe we could work that in. Uh, Luke Smith wants to know what travel plans are on deck for 2018. Are particular U.S.-based courses on the list? Yes, but we'd have to kill yes. you if we told you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's hard I mean, to answer. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some... Um, well, let's let's back up here. And, Solly, maybe you take this one and talk through why we're in Australia. Yeah. What's coming from that. All right. And I think that kind of leads us into... Okay. I mean, this is kind of your baby, but <laughs> I'll do it. But... Uh, so yeah, we we spent um, we're, we're coming out with a, a a what we're a video series that we're calling Tourist Sauce. Uh, we spent se- season one is going to be the recent trip we just made to Australia and New Zealand, and it's going to be somewhere between six to eight episodes. We're unsure. We have the footage. We haven't edited yet. Yeah, um, deep in the process. Deep in the deep in the process. So the goal is to kind of uh, create an, a travel series that is not like necessarily what to do, how to do it necessarily, but it's more of an entertaining base. You, you can describe it better than no, I can. I think that's, on. I think that's on, the right, on the right track. I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's a limited amount of, of golf travel stuff. I think doing this golf travel stuff is expensive. I mean, it's expensive to take crews around. It's expensive to travel and do all this stuff. So I think a lot of the time it ends up becoming um, kind of infomercial-y. Um, which is kind of the opposite of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to, you know, get it to a point where we're we're paying our own way. We're doing it. We're kind of bootstrapping it as much as we can. We're lucky in Australia to have a lot of support from a lot of the members down there who are helping us out and met a ton of fantastic people. And, you know, the hope is we can do something similar here in the States as well. We've got a couple more seasons planned. Uh, we don't necessarily, I don't, don't think we want to share them at the moment because I think they're kind of unorthodox. And, you know, I think we got some cool ideas that we want to, we want to do that we don't necessarily want to scoop ourselves on but um other than yeah so tour sauce is the big one and then i think other stuff you know and, and you guys jump in here too but well i think other, other stuff the, like like what we did at stream song is yeah is i think a huge part of what we want to do in 2018 where it's 
let's go in and, and let's just like showcase, you know, let's not go in and, and tweet a photo from these places. Like let's go in and bring it to life, bring it to yeah. life and figure out what the background of this place is and what's the history here and, and yeah. what else can you do there? And like all of that stuff. And so, um, so I mean, I think there's a lot of those places that are on the list that wouldn't surprise anybody. I mean, I'd love to do one of those at Bandon and Pinehurst and Sand Valley and, you know, even more, you know, way under the radar places that people have never heard of. But yeah, we've hope- got like a big slush fund as far as just stuff that stuff that we want to shine a light on and kind of celebrate it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think not not to sound cheesy, hopefully, but I mean, if there are places that people listening to this want to see, like, let us know. Yeah. That's yeah. that's kind of the whole point is, you know, what what would you need to, to kind of make a decision on where to go for a golf trip? And that's kind of hopefully the hole we're trying to fill a little yeah. bit or or you know even i mean like one of my little pet projects for this year is looking at different just kind of uncovering old florida so yeah. you've got places like palatka or mission Inn or like you know there's just, Hyde park yeah Hyde park <laughs> like there's so many just scruffy old courses with good bones around here Kapalua. same thing up in up in new england <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh you know but i think whether it's whether it's a glitzy resort or a you know, or, or a nice private club or the shittiest municipal course, like as far as conditioning goes, I think they all have value and we want to kind of celebrate yeah. You know, yeah, what's right with them. And then, you know, give people a reason to care about them too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going to do, we're going to do a lot of different stuff in 2018. I mean, that's and a lot of people have been asking about the frequency of this podcast lately, but there's been a lot of other things on our plate. We do a lot of things other than just this podcast and, and the Australia stuff is a lot of work and, and there's going to be some other good stuff coming down the pipeline, I promise. And but. I think, frankly, like, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on it are, but I think it's been good to just kind of disappear for a little while and get our shit together and kind of like, you know, the golf hasn't been crazy entertaining. Right. I don't really feel like I've missed it's all the off season by, not, yeah. by not tuning in, but it was fun. Like, it was fun to come to the kill house tonight and be like, wow, I'm, I'm ready to like watch golf. It's like, back. I haven't, I haven't watched back. golf in months. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I just haven't. And it's, it's nice to step away and, and the fact that kind of come back a little refreshed and like, ready. To, I think the second or third week of the quote unquote off season, there was two tournaments in the same week. That was right. amazing. Right. That's my favorite week of yeah. the year. <laughs> People oh. are so fatigued with golf, and there's two events yeah. in the same week. Yeah, it's, it's the best. But I'll just, I just, I just ask that people have just, just have a little bit of faith. Like we got, we were working on a lot of stuff well, over have, here have around faith the clock, and also have you know the the energy and the excitement to tell us what you want to see. Yeah, like, you know, and be creative. It, I mean, it, it really tour, helps. LPGA, yeah. Euro Tour. Um, you know, champions tour, amateur golf, mid amateur golf, all that stuff. I mean, yeah. it all has a place. So we, we love all of it. Yeah. We, we could legitimately get to every single one of those this year in some yeah. capacity. That's the goal. So, uh, Grant Gates wants to know what does the pro am tour schedule look like for 2018? Uh, we're going to sit down as a team and, uh, <laughs> schedule it out. I think, uh, you know, last year was a bit of fatigue there at the end of the year with, uh, with you know, maybe try to do too much, try to do too many pro ends. It was a little sure. bit backloaded. It reflected, yeah. it reflected in, in my play, really. So uh, going to space it out a little bit better and, uh, and hope for a better, better year in 2018. That's great. I, yeah, I think that's really smart. I didn't think you going to Singapore was a good idea. Uh, <laughs> you can it tell was, you, were, it you was, were just low energy jab by the time you got It was literally back. the same, same deal as when... Uh, Speeth went over a couple yeah. years ago. I just yeah. couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And we just roasted his representatives. <laughs> Chad Feltz wants to know if the franchise is coming out of retirement to loop for me on the PGA Tour Pro-Am circuit in 18. Uh, better you than me. Yeah, I, he will <laughs> not, do it. I don't know if he'll be looping for me. If you guys have it, go listen to the franchise's episode of the Trap Draw podcast. My, that's my favorite Trap Draw. My history. goal, by the way, is I would love to get both of you guys in a Pro-Am. At some point, I would love to get both of you guys in the same pro am and just be able to like roast each other. Well, roast each other, but also just make people choo- like choose sides. Oh, I like that idea. <laughs> just I like that idea. Just uh, Team Tron, Team Solly. Like, who's will you double bag it? Will you carry your Yeah, I and to. work the camera. <laughs> Super producer. Yeah. Um, Charlie, give me shots though. How many shots do you want? A lot. I'm a three. You're like a five. I'll give you two. No, I'm like a. Eight now. No, you're not. Yeah, dude. He's atrophied. I'm, oh. The West After video the roast, was not. not good. <laughs> the West video was not good. My for confidence game. is shot, dude. Yeah. 
No, no, you looked good. Um, Charlie Kilgore, are you clowns going to be hitting most of the regular tournaments? What is our travel schedule for this year for tournaments? I would say, I, I mean, no. Yeah, I would say definitely. It's going to be a big John McCain thumbs down on that one. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm, I'm big on uh, just picking our spots. I mean, yeah. I think, I, I think there's a balance to strike. There I mean, is, and it's, it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of people probably can't either don't realize or or haven't thought about it this way, but it's. There's so many people on site these days all trying to do the same things that so many times it seems ass backwards, but I mean, there's so many times where it's easier to cover an event when you're sitting on the couch and you're making jokes here and, you know, noticing things together and talking about, you know, he's missed right a lot today. Like, that's weird, you know, and you just start thinking about things that way rather than trying to fight for, you know, fight for position on site or fight like... It's so useful to go early week and talk to guys and, you know, kind of do the interview stuff and the news gathering stuff. But once the tournament starts, like, it's just a weird reality that it's it's hard to... It's it's luck. Like, you got to yeah. pick the right guys to follow. Yeah, if you totally. pick the wrong guy, like, you just missed out on a day. For sure. And, I mean, not- it, that's what you'll see. Like, if there's a, you know, if there's a crowded leaderboard on Sunday afternoon, you know, most of the writers are inside watching right. in the media center. It's not a slight on them by any means. It's just they need to. You they need have to, to be. be. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you don't know what the hell's going on. And it's just. I think we lean more towards like the golf fan side. Like when I'm there, I can't sit in the media center and watch it. Like yeah. I have to go watch the golf. Like otherwise, yeah. what's the point in really going? But no, I think I mean yeah. We we kind of start uh, started out from the very beginning, always just being guys that watched on TV and made commentary along with what people are watching. I mean, this is the first time, like. I've been able to watch. I'll be able to watch golf with you since college, almost on a regular, like yeah. in the same room on a regular basis. Legitimately, that's yeah. kind of how all this First started. First time we've been in the same location. Yeah. And the, the Uncle Juice joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the best tweet of 2017. But I mean, we at the same time going to tournaments, you learn so much more. Like getting to watch, like, sure. you, you just kind of. It's not like during that immediate week, you may not be a better reporter. I don't want to use the word reporter, but an analyst of any kind. But like. You build up like fanalist. this. Yeah, fanalist. You build up this kind of knowledge base that you can draw back on, right? Totally. Like watching, I don't know, I've watched Rory play maybe 100 holes of golf this year. Like you just learn kind of how he does things and watch the ball flight and get to see things that you yeah, don't see on TV. Yeah, I mean, TV. sitting and answering questions about which tournaments, you know, have the best vibe. Like you obviously yeah. don't know that unless right. you, you go to the tournament. So, Well, and just the guys, I mean, for all, and this isn't a slight on the TV guys, I mean, we'll get to that later in the year. I, I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure, um, but like you know, once there's once there's a, a leaderboard kind of developed, they only show yeah eight yeah. to ten guys, and you know, if you want to learn about some of the new guys yeah. out on tour, you got to get oh, out there for and sure. Watch them I mean, that's that's going back to being a heritage. Like that's yeah. we've said that you know a million times, both here and everywhere else. That the you know the best thing you can possibly do if you're if you're a hardcore golf fan, if you listen to this podcast, you you know odds yes. are you probably are. Uh, there's nothing more fun than just going and following one dude for 18 holes and Go just on like a Friday watching morning. him yeah. just build around front row seat. If you if you out. choose yeah. a guy that is not DJ speech yeah. of that group, you can have a front row seat to every shot. Really, or like on want. a Saturday morning, yeah. go out and yeah. follow. You, let's say you want to follow a bigger name player, go out and first thing on Saturday morning for yeah. somebody that just sneaks into the cut line. Yeah, you tell stories from following Pat Perez like 15 years <laughs> yeah. ago. Like, <laughs> <That's> fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess the, the very long winded answer to that question is hopefully big leash just took the lead (laughs) six deep now. The, uh, the long winded answer is I think that, you know, we just got to pick our spots and figure out, honestly, I don't think it's that different than the, the, (laughs) the players must play, uh, different events every five years kind of rule. Yeah. We like our goal, my goal at least I think is to try to get to as many tournaments I've never been to as right. as I can. You know, I, I don't have a ton of interest in going to Bay Hill for the seventh time. Right. You know, or I don't, you know. That we're going to, I mean, we, we're going to go to a European tour event here in the very near future. And we are going to go to an LPGA event here yeah. this summer. And we're going to do a lot of, a lot of different stuff in that regard. So, but again, if there's stuff that, you know, you, people are, you know, there's a critical mass of people that are curious about what's this like on site, what's this like off site. Like that's the other thing too, is I think, so many of these, you know, so many of these tournaments are interesting when you start thinking about them in kind of like a how do you go have a fun weekend sort of capacity. And so it's like 
you know, we've talked about just going to going to events and maybe going to the event for a day and then having kind of like a, you know, fan meetup sounds weird, but, you know, just kind of like listeners and followers and stuff like let's all go meet at a bar somewhere and, and community. Yeah. And trying to figure out kind of what the what the right uh, cities for those kinds of things are, too, I think is stuff that would be good to have some feedback from people on. We were thinking New York. Um, the U.S. Open in New York would be so fun. I during think. or prior, you know, during or kind of early, earlier in the week for New York for, during Shinny. But that's another one where it's like, man, like you couldn't. I, I have zero interest in going to try to fight crowds and watch that one on site. Like, yeah. let's kick our feet up and watch it on TV. Well, so, they do such a good job of covering. Yeah, the that's, that's, that's what I was going to exactly. say. Is Fox like that's that's why I harp. We harp on so much like about the importance of television coverage. It's like that to me right there. I was like, I, we can watch the U.S. Open yeah. on TV because totally. Fox shows so much live golf. Yeah. Like at the and unnamed other broadcast companies don't necessarily like you're at their mercy to for whatever storyline Sally, this is the year of rejoicing that's right let's we're talk gonna, about who does a I good said job. unnamed gonna, no but we're gonna we're gonna give them a chance we're gonna give them a shot to yeah to see what they come back with this year yeah new we year will, new me yeah. we'll, we will give them a <laughs> shot giving them the benefit of the doubt and then once they once they betray that benefit of the doubt we know what's coming they're gonna get demolished <laughs> we know what's coming uh all right lions analysis this is a lengthy one. This is, he's taking advantage of the 280 rule. <clears throat> Driving distance has increased by about 30 yards on average since the Pro-V. That's around 300 yards extra distance. Aren't courses 300 yards longer now than they were in 2000? Also, why is distance the only variable discussed when we talk about lower scores now? I flagged this one because I think this is kind of, not to pick on Mr. Lyons' analysis, that it's kind of like flawed logic and where, and I talked about it some with Michael Clayton on the last podcast where the, the discussion on technology kind of gets lost in that it's, it's not as simple as making a course longer to address the ball going further. Right. Because like, I think Andy tweeted this a couple, a couple months ago, like a 520 yard hole now for like somebody like DJ is like driver eight iron, whatever it is. I mean, because you can hit it 340 and then eight iron. If you reduce it by 10%, reduce the ball by 10%, that becomes like a driver four iron hole for him. And just how different bunkers come into play, you know, the way courses were designed, like when you guys played the Hickory Clubs at Royal Melbourne, like bunkers came into play with that with that old old equipment that didn't come into play with the modern equipment and how it just felt feels like cheating hitting it over all this mm-hmm. stuff. So I just th- I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of discussion this year on technology. It's not going to go away. And uh, I, I, I really I, I love the momentum that's kind of going on this conversation right now. But I think it's important to kind of keep it keep it guided and keep it focused on like it's not about low scores. It's not about that's par. what I was going to say is I don't know if that's what people are fired up about. Is no, it? I, don't, I don't. Some I get I hear that a lot, though. It's like, well, well, all right, if they're going to hit it 300 yards, let's just make the fairways narrower and grow the rough. Right. It's like, no, that's the that's the wrong logic. Like. Logic should be like the should the ball just in all like the ball the combination all the equipment should it go that far that's that's the focus point I think yeah I don't know that's a hard one I don't know if I'm totally following the entire question uh, I think he's just saying like the ball two, the the courses he's have basically gotten saying longer. the courses have have accommodated longer hitters yeah I I he's think just chalking it up to the ball being yeah I yeah. I think I I very 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 much could be wrong on this and apologies if I'm being naive but. I think kind of what you're saying, Sally, is that the the ball doesn't increase; it increases exponentially, right? So yeah, it's not necessarily that you know it, it is. It's going ten percent further. It's not going ten yards further. And so, just adding more length isn't like the more length you add, the more advantage you give to the bombers, mm-hmm. basically. And it's just like this self defeating cycle. Yeah, you know, it's like when they tried to, you know, Andy Johnson talks about this all the time, like when they. When they try to tiger-proof courses, you know, and make them longer and more dependent on hitting it long and straight, like guess what? The the longest, straightest driver is probably going to win more. And <laughs> so it, the whole thing just seems so. Well, I'll, I'll disagree with you there, though. There's 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 less impetus on hitting it straight though too because now there is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not like I'm the longest, straightest driver because if you yes. have a wedge yeah. in your hand, out of for sure. You know, decent rough. It's you still have an advantage over somebody yeah, totally on the fairway agree. hitting a six iron. I think the problem with, and I think kind of what his question is either missing or not getting at is, you know, with it in, with distance kind of increasing exponentially, it's just squeezing out the guys in the middle and on the bottom, and and so that's the problem. And you know, 
also that obviously goes with all the points that people beat to death, which is, you know, we're just matter of factly like we're going to run out of land to keep lengthening these things and, and all of those, the water issues and the, all those problems, the time, you know, rounds take issues, all that. So I don't know. It's my thing is I thought about it so much and I, more, I don't even know where my stance is. Anymore. It's not just the distance that the golf ball goes, right? It's how freaking straight the ball yeah. goes. Yeah. Like you can't shape it anymore. You don't need to shape it anymore. And there's, and, and going hand in hand with that is the way that a lot of the courses in this country almost increasingly play in, in certain areas is it's it's through the air yeah you yeah. know it's it's defeated the the element of i mean there's so many courses over in the uk or down in australia or you know i mean sure, i'm sure all over the world i'm sure even in, really even in places in the states where you don't you don't want to be 340 yards down that certain line you right. want to be 260 yards up there to have a certain angle and i think that's what's kind of gotten lost in translation too that's why i'm the the big event that is circled on the, my imaginary cliche calendar right now is uh trinity forest trinity forest yeah. yeah because i like i've already heard whispers from a couple tour guys who are like oh man it's gonna that place is so gimmicky it's so stupid i think guys are gonna hate it and like I know perfect. that's why I love it. <laughs> I want to see guys. Get, that's the whole point. Yeah, I want to see bomb and gouges get punched in the face. Yeah, I know, and I, I don't know. It's just it's it's so hard. It's uh, I forget who wrote. I think Jaime wrote the piece about. Uh, I forget what hole it was. It was twelve at TPC. At TPC you're about, yeah, yeah, and he was talking about kind of the uphill battle that architects are facing now. Oh, with that bunker. Yeah, yeah, where it's like you know when we try to influence strategic design. Everybody, it's kind of like the loud, dumb voice in the room just says, this is unfair and stupid, and I'm right. just going to hit it over here. And like that is kind of, uh, I don't know, it's a really weird thing where it's it's like, you know, the tour can do everything it can to try to put these guys on on these strategic golf courses. But if all of them come off and say, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid, like who are fans going to believe? Right. <laughs> you know, are they going to believe the tour is people on this players. podcast or are right. they going to believe people, on, you know, yep. which you... It's just it's a weird situation. But, but what you said, Tron, like going back to being like fast and firm conditions defining things, like is is like golf. Like I, after like, as much golf as I played in the UK this year, it kind of ruined me for like aerial no, golf. No big deal. No, it's no big deal. <laughs> uh, it ruined me for like like going. I didn't want to come back and like hit wedges and land them next to pins anymore. I wanted to aim off the green to use a slope to bring it in there. Like that's just. Golf is infinitely more interesting when it's like fast and firm, and you gotta you gotta worry about a ball going too far. Like, yeah. how often does DJ yeah. have to worry about a ball going too far on the tour? No, he grabs driver and just right. cranks it. Like yeah. Royal Burkdale, like dudes had to hit irons on 500 yard par four sometimes because you got to worry about it going rolling out too far well, to I a like certain the bunker. Fact too that you know it goes hand in hand with everybody talks about the resource constraints, either land or you know, water, well, you know what, if you want your course to play firm and fast, you know, ideally you get, you have sandy soil, but also just water it less. Yeah. <laughs> you know what but I mean? But then it's brown and that's a bad like, thing. Like that was supposedly. like last year, you know, I remember, I remember watching, it was so dry out in Reno and they were playing the Reno Tahoe Open and they just watered the shit out of the course. <laughs> it was like, guys, come on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, let the course play as it, you know, as it is, as yeah. it should be. It a lot of it depends on the soil type, though, too. That's I mean, the thing. Is, the yeah, ones, I think yeah. about like where I grew up in, in kind of central and north Illinois, and it's, I don't know. I mean, as soon as those courses get like you know, quote unquote, firm and fast, if they're not built in the right spot, yeah, right. they just die. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. Yeah, it's. Uh, but it's it's hard. I don't. I don't know. All right, uh, Alistair. Question, yeah, it is a great question. Alistair Allen, best course you played in 2017. You can do like a top five if you want. Top no no you want to do top, top five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't do, want to trim it down do to five. 50. Let's do top fifty. <laughs> uh, I mean my the old course that shouldn't count though. That's that's in its own category. That counts. It's <clears> the best the old, course. The old course for sure. Then why? I mean I I was talking to somebody. It might have been one of you guys the other day about basically everything we just got done talking about, which is I've never walked off a golf course having hit it so well. No big deal. <laughs> and scored so poorly and just been so like confused and enthralled and had so much fun doing it. Like, I don't, I granted the fairways are very wide and stuff, but I've never driven the ball. Like I had, I drove it correct sides of the fairways shaped it the right way. I was doing everything right. 
and I, I shot like 81 or 82 or something. Like it was awful. Like how I could not have put myself in better position to score on every hole. And I've just got punched in the mouth because I just kept missing in the wrong spots of the greens. And like, I mean, it was just so fun. And then once you miss in the wrong spots of the greens, then you're, you know, then you're three putting or four putting or five putting, or you're chipping to the wrong spot or you're whatever. It was like the holes where I missed it in the right spot or, you know, hit it close or whatever. Obviously I did well, but it was just such a perfect example of being rewarded for being in the right spots and doing the right things and thinking. And it's just so much fun to be able to do that. Did you walk off and want to be like right back out there? Like, Oh, I could do it. I could could do it so much better. I mean, it was, it was so, and obviously the, the vibe of the place is, I mean, it's out of control, literally as good as it gets. I mean, you're, (laughs) you're going around. It's like when, when you're standing on 17 and you're, you realize like, Oh shit. Like the, the hotel is totally in play. Oh, absolutely. It's not a gimmick. Like it's very much in play. And you know, there's that I chunked, like I played 18, I'm only doing this because this is a hole that everybody knows. I, I don't usually go shot by shot, but like hit the fairway. I had like, I didn't hit it far, but I had probably 60, 70 yards in and uh, chunked the shit out of my second shot. Just like laid the sod over it, like dribbled it up and had probably like 30 yards, I'd say to the pin. Uh, and was no way I was going to hit two wedges like that back to back. And so I ended up putting it from the middle of the fairway rolled up takes all the slope you don't realize like how much until you play it you don't realize how much that 18th green slopes from right to left and how hard it slopes and i ended up lagging it to like a foot from like 30 yards in the middle of the fairway and there's one dude just standing like up in the corner on the white railing who's just yeah <laughs> like that is like so, i don't know it's just something that doesn't happen anywhere else it's Ugh. so awesome tron best course played in 2017 um it's tough to beat any of those Australia ones, but I would say Fisher's Island. That was that was a day. We had a great great weather day. It was Zach and uh, Andy from Fried Egg and Anthony Piope. and uh, man, we just we had a day. And I I beat Andy <laughs> that day. Straight up, uh, straight up. Elite. Um, I thought he was an elite amateur. I I did too. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I mean the just. Rainer, 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 Alps, Alps, Alps. Yeah, what was the what was the Rainer man like that day? Oh, he was, he Best was, nickname was, of all time. He was in like a he was in like a diabetic coma. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just just the whole experience. You take you take a boat over. The boat drops you on like the seventeenth or like seventeenth tee or eighteenth tee, and then you know from there you just kind of it's just like the the greenskeeper walked up. Uh, on the first tee tells us, he apologizes to us for the course being so green <laughs> <laughs> because they'd gotten a lot of rain lately and they like, they don't have totally his fault. much irrigation. Um, and, he, and they, they like, they want it and like it to play firm and fast. And it just wasn't firm enough for his tastes. That's awesome. So, so uh, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to just, I'm going to do it. Tar 80. <laughs> yeah. Tar 80. Uh, I th- I was willing to say Tar 80 before I even played the course. Because- DJ's a man of the people. You guys are going ultra private. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mine was part of the Blair Wish project. That's true. Um, it was it was uh, and, and we'll, we'll there'll be more to come on this one. But it was just like it was the 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 combination of the vibe, the setting, and the actual golf course was it like. It's it just spoke to me in a way that I a golf course really hasn't ever done before. Like it was just you never stop hearing the ocean. Like ever. The entire round you hear the ocean. And you just it's a ultra private, super exclusive, like extremely wealthy club. Like I I drove a very nice BMW to the course and felt kind of sheepish about it because there were four helicopters parked around the putting green. Yet the vibe is like a boys club. Like you you want to play a sixum? Go play a sixum. You want to grab a cocktail and go hit six iron, punch six irons from seventy yards into punch bowls and go mess around. The, go ahead, like that's that's and that's what we did before we even played. And so I kind of fell in love with the place before we even played it. And then you go play it. It's Tom Doak course in the most unbelievable setting you can imagine. That you know, kind of the the all the shots you want to play up slopes to get like to get to pins and stuff like you can all the all the punch shots you can play into these slopes 
it just, it was, it was exhilarating. It was amazing. And that was the one that kind of spoke to me the most. So, uh, old course was like probably my number two, uh, for the year, but I'd played the old course before and it was, you know, that was, I experienced it this summer better than I ever had before, but that was, that was the biggest shock of the year. What was the, uh, what was the biggest, like most pleasant surprise course of the year? Ooh, that's a good question. West Lancashire? Yeah, yes. Unequivocally, yes. Like, it, it was, so, yeah. I don't know why, like... That, or for me, that, or like Lost Farm, Barn Boogle. Like, I thought I was going to yeah. love Barn Boogle, Dunes, and then I hadn't heard all that much about Lost Farm. I thought Lost <clears> Farm was, like, insane. I didn't really... West Lancashire, you and I had never heard of West before Lanks, we played it. Yeah, but, like, everybody before was like, man, like, you guys are really going to like West Lancashire. That's like a little, you know, yeah. under-the-radar gem. Like, yeah, there was... Especially that, that just those first four or five holes was yeah. just like the best way to kick off that trip. That's like, a great. Uh, I love that golf course. And then second, I play. I got to play it again this summer, and like it holds up. I played a couple a couple courses where the first time you play it, it's amazing. Then you go back, and it's kind of like okay, maybe I got a little too excited. It was that was not the case with that one. But you won't find it on any top one hundred list. It doesn't even make Doke's confidential guide, which I could not like. I I had to like flip back a couple times. I couldn't believe that it wasn't listed in there. You? I think mine was. Man, I'm trying to think. Palatka. <laughs> no, I lost my ass at Palatka. <laughs> Bad vibes. Uh, I played. There was a nine hole um, in Indiana that I played with uh, Andy Johnson at Culver Academies, uh, which is this Langford Moreau golf course that's at this like ultra private prep school that uh, I mean all these like diplomats kids go to and they have this incredible nine hole golf course that was it was so fun um and that was an awesome one uh friend of the pod jay rigdon actually lives like right on the uh like the second hole or something and uh right nearby so we played with him that was a pretty fun day michael faselli the uh superintendent's also a friend oh yeah pod. great guy yeah. We, we he was out there walking right, a couple yeah. holes with us yeah he was he was <laughs> awesome um that one was up there all right, a couple more here. We're going on an hour. Um, all right, RJ Tapest, who is who is out there that may be breaking out like Shoffley on the PGA Tour or Fleetwood on the Euro Tour? Oof. I mean, it's it's not even like it's beyond trendy to say Cantlay at this point, right? Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't think yeah, it qualifies. I think he's disqualified. Right. He's doesn't qualify. Yeah. Uh, Man, I'm gonna have to get back into the, in the research um, department. My my instinct on the Euro Tour is a guy that I saw play like three holes in a practice round at the PGA Championship, Jordan Smith. Yeah. Like the dude, the the ball sounds. I hate that cliche, but the ball sounds different off his club face. He's kind of a shorter dude, but that guy absolutely flushes it. I'm not a talent projector, but I saw a shitload of potential out of him. There's a guy. That's just uh, like my trendy Euro you're not Tour a pick of the year. Projector. <laughs> I'm not. Oh my gosh. That's that's your, what you pride yourself yeah. on. I'm never right. <laughs> that's true. You're loud though. Yeah. But uh, I am right. I'll that doesn't let you mean know. you don't do it though. Yeah. I'm not like good at it. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a dude Julian Surrey that just won on the European Tour. Uh, lives here in Ponte Vedra. He and I go to the same barber. Uh, my barber was talking him up and I, I started to, to dig back in. I think he's a Duke guy. Just one recently. I could see him making a little noise. He's up to like, I think he's like top 70 yeah. in the world or somewhere up there. Uh, I'm going to say, I mean, he won last year on the tour, so I don't know if this totally counts, but I'm going to say Patton Kazire. Yeah. Your boy Chesson's been bringing some noise too. He just, he's consistent, plays well. I mean, yeah. he resurrected his career, you know, so... All right, last question. This is I'll save this one for last. This may be the best one. I've I've heard this asked before, but Chad Douglas, if each of you could ask Big Cat one question, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know. You've been thinking about it. What What would you? I would ask. I don't know exactly how to ask it, but I would ask if you can go back. And change any one thing you did. You can only change one decision you made. What would you change? Yeah. In your whole life. Gosh. Man, this is like, we might need to do, we should do a whole podcast about this question. <laughs> I know what I'd ask him. What do you got? Yo, dude, do you mind if I have a sugar-free popsicle? <laughs> <laughs> I knew when I saw that grin on your face that we were not getting. 
getting what we wanted. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I would just, I don't know the right way to frame it, but I would, I wish you could get an honest, like a really, really, really honest, candid answer on whether he enjoys playing golf at this point. I mean, I feel like he, I feel like he's kind of answered that over the last, I don't know, three months or so though. Like, I don't think if, if he really didn't enjoy playing golf, he would have. I don't think he would. I don't think he. I don't think he would walk away. I, I don't. Like I, I don't. I don't know. We're not in the business or, of or being tried with the here, same but... veracity to get back. Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like he's he's actually working. He's he had his spine again. fused. Yeah, I like... know. I know. That's why I've, I don't know. It blows my mind. Maybe because I don't have any uh, ambition, <laughs> even close to what he has. But I just can't express uh, your sponsorship things and. Like the thing with Monster Energy drinks is a good example of like, man, do you, what, what are we doing here? Like, is this what you want to be doing? Like, this seems so weird to me. I don't know. That, that's a horrible answer. And that leaves way more questions than answers. But um, I don't know. Also, I, wanna, I don't know what, I don't know. That's a too big of a question. I'm going to have to think about that one. I want to change my answer from earlier. I'm going to go with Kiradak, Poppy Bond Rat. For your bust out? Yeah, or, yeah. I, thought, gonna, I thought that's what you were going to ask gonna Tiger. Crush this year, he got married last year. Just vaping his face <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it on Kiradek vaping his face off. Um, first Kill House pod in the books. In the books. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for the questions. And uh, we'll be back next week. Crack on. <laughs> Cheerio. All right. We're going to do something different on these pods for this year, a little discussion pods. We're going to leave you guys with a question, DJ. I think we go to that last one. Was yeah. best, I think that was the best question we've gotten. I, you're, you're right. I think I've seen that a couple of times, but I never get tired of the answers. So I think if you've made it this far in the podcast, uh, tweet at you know one or all of us. Uh, what would you? What's the one question you would ask Tiger? I think that's great. I'm very curious to hear and think about and laugh about uh, all of your answers specific question specific one specific question you can't just be like oh tiger was it worth it yeah <laughs> you know? yeah right no yeah specific yeah, uh, yeah exactly all, all right. right signing off for real let's wrap it off let's, okay let's wrap it there crack goodbye on. crack on crack on be the right club be the right club today yeah. Yeah. that's better than most how about him that is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.